back to Mosaic Miked Up. We're back for episode three this week, and this will be our first football highlight episode. So we're going to be talking about our first two games against Utah State and against Texas, um, and I'm here with a new co-host. Y'all remember me, I'm Emma Coons, um, but y'all might not know about me is that I actually work for Alabama Athletics. Um, I work for Crimson Tide Productions and um, for our football games, our home football games. I actually run all the graphics for the Jumbotron inside Bryant-Denny. So if you're seeing like a graphic up there that says, here's where the cooling stations are, I put it up there. But also if you're seeing things with stat lines and um, different graphics on different highlight reels, I'm also making those. But here's our co-host as well. So I'm Sam, Emma's co-host, uh, or senior at Alabama. Uh, and. I've been traveling, going to the football games, going to the home football games, and just uh, observing the fans, observing the games, and observing the atmosphere around the stadium. Absolutely. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about Utah State. Um, obviously, a shutout, blowout, look like some, some bad guys out there. Some dominant football, um, and I think in the stands, you got a... You got uh, what you get from a first game. We're not in mid-season form yet. We have our fans that are coming in late. We got our fans that are there super early. We got to find a happy median. <laughs> but um, I, I expect us to be there this weekend. And um, it, it's good just to see football back on campus. It's good to see the tailgates going, the music playing, and all the tradition just coming back to campus. Absolutely. This is my first year, like, working the games. I've never done that before, um, which at first I was like, oh, my gosh, no, I don't want to work the games. I want to go to the games. But now I feel like I'm getting to, like, make that atmosphere, um, which is really cool. I screwed up a bunch of times, but I was hoping that the alcohol sales in Bryant-Denny were keeping people from noticing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, th I think the new alcohol sales uh, – have been a hit with the uh, with the fans, young and old, um, and I think that actually I think that students took good notice of all the effects and stuff that were being done at the game. The light show, big hit as always. You got Absolutely. the I've seen that all over social media trending, and I think overall it was a success. But uh, there's more to be done from the fans and. Uh, just everything surrounding the program, I think we're going to get better. Just continue to develop. For sure. The light show, I think it was really exciting that our first game, well, I can't remember how many years it's been since our first game was a home game, uh, which was very strange. It's we didn't have a... since like 2000 or 2002. That's crazy. It was so weird we didn't have a kickoff game. But the fact that our first home game was also at night was something like I had never experienced. Um, so that was cool that we got to have the light show. Um... But yeah, it definitely we could we could use a little bit more from the fans um, going into you know the bigger games and then after this past weekend because we're filming this or we're recording this on Thursday September fifteenth so we are the Thursday after the Texas game uh, still in recovery um, <laughs> but after this past weekend it'll be interesting to see what this weekend is like from the fans at home. Yeah. How did you experience Texas? You were there. Uh, Texas, you know. Long drive there, but uh, definitely well worth it. Early morning game, which a lot of people weren't expecting. A lot of people would have thought that, you know, Fox or one of the networks is going to put that on at like a 7 o'clock primetime slot. And honestly, I'm glad they didn't because uh, the fans in the stadium, DKR Stadium, 
really great fans. Uh, great tradition with uh, Bebo running out of the tunnel <laughs> and um, just the cannon being shot, even though it made me jump every time they scored a touchdown. <laughs> I thought, honestly, they did a great job with filling out the stadium, making it really hard for Alabama to play good football, and they're in midseason form already. Like, Texas, they might be back, at least in terms of, <laughs> in terms of the fans, they might be back. The fans, are, they're looking alive and, and rowdy. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I was not there. I was just watching on TV, um, but you could see them on TV. It's just people were rowdy, people were wild, um, and that was not something that, like, my parents who watched our first Utah State game on TV saw, for sure. Uh, I think it was a really emotional game for them also, though. Like, uh, Texas and Alabama have not played since Colt McCoy went down a long time ago in the national championship, and Texas is always looking for that marquee win. Uh, the fans were obviously going to get very into it. I don't think there was very much belief at the beginning of the game from them that uh, they were going to be in the game that late. But I think their spirits and fans continued to just like fight and believe with the team. And it just kept getting louder in there and louder. So I feel like by the fourth quarter, everyone was starting to wake up from that early 11 a.m. kickoff. <laughs> and everyone was, it was like the energy was just palpable. Oh, yeah. I can also, like, you can tell, even from watching on TV, like, those fans are ready to be SEC fans. And I think that's what the team and the fans were trying to prove is, like, they're going to be in the SEC in a couple of years. Um, and this is a big SEC matchup. And they want to prove that, that they're ready for that and they're worth it. Right. I honestly think Texas is going to be an amazing addition to the SEC. They have terrific. Hot take. Terrific tradition. <laughs> they have terrific tradition. They had college game day there this weekend. They had the Fox game day tradition there where, like, Vince Young was out there. Derek Johnson was out there. Um, it was crazy. They had great events for the fans. And I just think that Texas is a program that makes college football good. Even if they're not good, college football <laughs> is just better when they are good. That is true. That is true. I... I would agree that I'm not like as angry about Texas joining the SEC as some people are. Um, it's an interesting time of realignment. I actually interned at ESPN this summer, and like being at ESPN um, when UCLA and USC um, left Pac-12, and like there's even more realignment. It was a very interesting time to be there. Um, but I do think that this makes a lot more. The Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC makes certainly a lot more sense than that does. Um, so I'm not upset about it. Uh, I'd say I'm glad about it from a competition standpoint. It continues to add to the, like, no cupcake environment of the SEC <laughs> where you're not going to be playing these super easy games. Um, the fans are going to be more into it. You're going to have the Alabama fans needing to be, like, loud and stuff in the earlier games when we're playing these big-time foes. I think you'll get a lot more buy-in on that part. I think you'll also get to have um, having Texas A&M and Texas back in the same conference like brings back that rivalry. Um, so I think that that'll be something that's really good for the SEC. One thing that I'll definitely give Texas is their alumni are just so terrific in terms of showing up to their games. I know it was a big game and stuff, but to have you had Vince Young, who was led them to a national championship in 2006. You had Derek Johnson there interacting with the fans. 
I got to spend a little time with them. I spoke to them a little bit. Vince Young gave me the projection of a 10-point win for Texas, and he was adamant about it. <laughs> Whereas Derek Johnson was uh, more level-headed with his prediction. He said three-point win, 31-28. to 28. And I just think that shows the excitement for their program, and I think it just builds on to their fan culture. They're ready for the SEC. They're embracing a challenge. And uh, I think we'll be there in just a couple of years when they enter the SEC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How was, like, Austin as a city, especially, like, being there as a Bama fan and after that close, close call win? I have to say, uh, I spoke to some fans in line at a – it was, like, Wendy's morning breakfast or something. <laughs> and they were just telling me, like, to say – I was, like, I work for the Alabama Student Magazine and we do this podcast. And they were, like, well, say that we're hospitable. And I'll, I'll give them it. They were very hospitable. Interesting. At least for the uh, older portion of the crowd. Like, we went to college game day, no problems. Everything was super great. Like, great interactions with fans. They're all good with everything. They take everything in stride. Like, tons of Alabama students were doing the horns down and stuff, which is <laughs> obviously uh, a no-no, at least on the field. But uh, <laughs> they were good about it. And I thought that the city of Austin... It was dead after the game. Like, I wow. I mean, the fans were pretty happy with the outcome, I got to say. Like, they're obviously not happy about losing, but they were happy that they kept it a close game. I think there's a lot more hope for their their university's football team than there has been in the past, a lot more optimism. They have a new True. coach, just came from Bama, so obviously <laughs> of a good stock. And I think that their, their optimism's high, especially with their quarterback going out early. Mm-hmm. The fans were just... So excited to see, like, Texas football have a massive game at home, close game. There's a lot of hope, too, in that program. I'm glad to hear that. Everyone in my classes this week has said things of the opposite nature. Some girl said, I don't know who this girl was, random girl in my class. She said that she went there and her parents were there and her mom went to the bathroom and some woman yelled at her in the bathroom and said that she needed to go to a different bathroom because there were no Bama fans in there. (laughs) So I'm glad you didn't have that experience. Um... But um, I've always, I've been to Texas a couple times, but every time, I think every time I've been to, no, I went to San Antonio once, but I've been to Dallas like three or four times. Went for the cotton, I've actually gone for the cotton bowl twice. Same. Um, but, and I've always really liked Dallas, but I've never been to Austin, and I think Austin might have, I mean, it, it certainly has a, a reputation for having a fun vibe, a different vibe, and I think I would like it. I mean, what great cities. I feel like between, with Austin, you get kind of a combination of San Antonio and Dallas, with Dallas kind of being like this massive metropolitan, mm-hmm. booming business area, whereas um, San Antonio, it's much more of like this Western style mm-hmm. feel. It's got like a lot of... Uh, just like tradition, like with the river walk and stuff. And I feel like Austin kind of sits right between. I think it's a good town for like a college. You've got great school spirit. I mean, their sports programs are always competing for titles, whether it's football, basketball, or anything else. They have great players. I mean, great alumni support, as I mentioned before. Like on the field, you had Kevin Durant there. You had... Mm-hmm. Um, Mo Bamba there, like just, I didn't see Mo Bamba. Yeah, Mo, Mo Bamba was in there. So um, and they, I saw on TV they played Mo Bamba. Yeah, I so, hope he had fun. I, I, Mo Mo looked like he was having fun till the end of the game. So, um, but yeah, with the fans, I, I gotta be like a little more objective because the fans they were great for the most part. Like outside of the stadium, all the fans we met were outstanding. 
in the game, I mean, I feel like you're always going to have, like, a couple fan interactions that are just less than positive and mm-hmm. can ruin your whole experience. So, we had, like, a Texas fan in front of us who was, like, like very intense about just <laughs> getting into it with the student section. So, he was hurling some words that maybe he wouldn't have wanted to if it wasn't, like, a college football game. Maybe, maybe. Um, and then down in the lower bowl, uh, number one running back for Alabama, Jameer Gibbs, got hit in the head with a bottle of water. And they continued to throw uh, a few things on the field, so uh, not a not a game ender or just deal breaker in my opinion. I'll give it to the majority of the fans. Very good people. Uh, That's good. To and know. overall, it was a great fan atmosphere. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a great time, and I'm, I'm you're making me more glad for Texas to be in the SEC. So talking about like fan atmosphere within the game, what are were like some of the moments, like those crazy moments within the game that happened, um, that you really like witnessed a f- different atmosphere, fan, fan atmosphere. So yeah, crazy game of course. Everybody knows really close <laughs> game, closer than many would have liked. Heartbeat was yes. Heart, heart was pounding. It was hot. Most definitely. But fans were still just getting excited. Everyone was engaged in the game and. It provided for a crazy fan atmosphere. We had a couple moments. At the beginning, it was a real shootout. You had Bama going down, kicking a field goal. You had Texas going down, kicking a field goal. You had a lot of like air show plays where uh, Quinn Ewers at the beginning of the game was either taking a shot or Bryce Young was taking a shot. The fans were so engaged. Uh, for Bama, crazy moment between our fans was when Jason McClellan rushed for... 80-something yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Fans went absolutely crazy. <laughs> and I think that's where Texas fans started to think that they were losing it. Like, the stadium got pretty quiet, except for Bama fans. But, um... I felt that way from home. I got too... I, I, was, too like, I was I like, got too cocky. I was thinking, I was like, this is it. This is it. We're going to blow it open. Like, this is what everyone's saying about Texas. But then, Texas looked reinvigorated on the next drive. Like, mm-hmm. every pass was just precise, on point. And when they make a first down their fans were going crazy because it just continued to give them more and more hope that they could be in this game late in the game. So they score a touchdown. Uh, Bijan Robinson scored on a run right after a... T- oh, no, 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 no. Roughing the passer call. And their fans were already super fired up about that because their quarterback had just been knocked out of the game. And they were very upset they started chanting uh, obscenities that uh, could not be aired on the show, <laughs> but you get the idea. So, Texas fans, they were starting to believe. They were like, Bama's not looking too disciplined and stuff. The fans were going crazy. The stadium was, like, shaking. They had the decibel meter go <laughs> in there, like, trying to get the fans all hyped up. The fans were extremely loud uh, to the point it was deafening. And it was depressing at that moment as well to think that Texas is going to... They're going to give us a game. I'm not going to get out of here as early as I want. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be crazy. (laughs) So transition now a little bit. And we get later into the game. Game's still extremely close. Texas defense is just playing lights out. Bryce Young doesn't have anywhere to go. That's obviously Mm -hmm. exciting for the crowd because he was the Heisman winner. He is projected top five pick. And... He's scrambling. He's running for his life on every play. Uh, no blocking for him. And 
it appeared he went down in the end zone, which the game at this point was 10-10, to and that would have given Texas a 12-10 lead off of the safety. Then, very confusing call. I still don't know what happened. Do you know what happened? I do not. I do not. It was crazy. So, Bryce Young appeared to be down. He's still on top of a Texas defender, which would keep him uh, in play. It wouldn't be down because uh, no elbow, knee, or anything touched. So, he's still in play. He throws the ball. It looks like he throws the ball away. So, overall, just very confusing play. Could have been a safety. Could have not been a safety. I'm not too sure of the ruling on that. We're not here to really get into the officiating, but... We're no refs. No refs. Uh, definitely not certified in that regard. <laughs> but um, fans definitely thought it was questionable. But we were also... Texas fans and Bama fans alike were perplexed. We were like, is this... We get a first down, right, because it's roughing the passer. But then they were like, well, like, he... It was also, like, a safety. So there was no ever real explanation of that. And that was just a moment where... Honestly, Texas and Bama fans might have bridged a little bit of a gap over just a uh, shared... General confusion. Everyone was just dumbfounded in the stadium. <laughs> you would think it was this super loud moment where the Texas fans were all cheering and stuff. They had finally, finally taken a lead. And it looks like it's off a big play. It's like Alabama's offense is terrific. They had just stopped them, gotten a sack in the end zone. Fans were going nuts. Uh, like, everything is insane. It might have even been one of their fireworks moments. They had a <laughs> fireworks show in different portions of the game. Yeah, it was crazy. Fun. To start the game, there were fireworks. And every time Texas would make a big play, actually, yeah, there were fireworks. So, it might have been one of those moments, but it might have been preemptive, because nothing ended up actually coming out of that besides a punt. So, that was a crazy moment. And then... Lastly, we had what looked like the game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. It looked like it. One thirty left in the game. Texas drives down the field. It looks like they're going to salt the game away. Third and three or something. Sack. Kicker comes out, hits an outstanding field goal, and their fans are just losing their mind. The stadium is rocking. Once again, just super loud music. Uh, players on the sideline trying to hype all their fans up. It's working, too. Alabama was, like, entering a deafening stage in the game where they're facing a drive that is going to be marred by the decibel level that's in the in the stadium. I feel like that would have been scary. <laughs> I would have been frightened. So, thank God I wasn't taking the field because I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I would have been able to have the stomach to make the plays that they did. That's why I'm not on the team. <laughs> but we drive the field, and then kick up and good for Bama once. Fans are going crazy in the Bama section because no one knows that Texas had just called a timeout. So the Texas fans are all, all obviously booing because it's like it's not actually a good field goal. Texas fans are booing, chanting. And then we get back out there kick the field goal, and a moment that a lot of people didn't notice was while we were kicking that field goal, they were just raising the net behind the goal mm. as, like, a distraction attempt almost, it looked oh, like. Oh, so, so maybe maybe a little tea there. Oh. Uh, oh. A little Twitter tea. Uh, can't necessarily confirm or deny what the what they were trying to do. 
But athletic managers, what are y'all up to? At Texas, what are you doing? So field goals hit. Bama fans are going crazy. Uh, shout out Will Reichert. Shout out Will Reichert. Any of the <laughs> Texas fans that were around must have just wanted to cry and go into a hole because it went from so hot one minute to so cold the next minute. The fans just start to pile out of the stadium. Like, fans so committed one second, and then perspective hits. It's like a clarity moment. So they all start to leave. There's like nothing was gained. You get a couple faithful staying for the Eyes of Texas, which is their big tradition. Mm -hmm. So they still sung the Eyes of Texas. Then everyone's heading out. And the environment changed so drastically, just (laughs) in terms of you had all this positivity and excitement during the game. There was a lot of somberness. It might just be because of the hour that the game was at. People might have been a little tired, banged up. It was hot out there. So atmosphere starts to change. And then we went to the most popular street after 6th Street. And it was dead, which is insane. Because that it's like wild. Saturday and big game just ended. The home team did lose. Excitement around campus was at a low, but you would still think that for a big game weekend like that, you'd have a lot of people going out. So that was interesting that um, the city was just down after that. That's so true. That's so interesting. We noticed that in Tuscaloosa, though, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you brought up the our freshman year, like the LSU game, like the the depression of this town when that game was over it was like i mean and then we ended up at the freaking cis- the citrus bowl like i mean the citrus bowl i'm not hating on that that was a good game that was a fun game a i will say i will say joe burrow to this day when people ask him what his favorite win he ever has was he says the win against alabama in 2019 that's actually that game is the gold standard for what we need from our fans. Oh, yeah. That is the standard that we have to reach this year. I'm glad that was addressed on this podcast. Because <laughs> Cause everyone is listening. Every single Alabama fan better be listening, and they better find out. LSU 2019, we need to bring that energy, pre-game fan energy back. If you're one of the, the younger students at the school or a parent, that's the energy we need. Go look up videos from the <laughs> game. It's like we need... College game day, Justin Thomas. It was, that was outstanding energy. I'll still regard it as one of the best games I've been to, even though we lost. Just Mm -hmm. in terms of fan atmosphere, everyone was engaged in the game. It was freezing out. Everyone's sticking around. It was very cold. That's what, uh, that's what mid-season form is going to look like for us this year. That is what we're striving for. That's what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, and that's what we'll reiterate towards the end of it that's what that's the goal that's the dream absolutely and i think it can be achieved we just need all buy-in from all thirty-eight thousand students and alumni and just fans throughout throughout the world come on and then we've got some uh we've got some big games coming up too i think that you'll see this carry over into our next couple weeks so we'll play ulm at home this weekend not too much buzz on campus for that one, but um, not the not the biggest game, maybe not. It might not be the biggest game, but uh, I feel like we always just have to listen to our 
our leader, Coach Saban, <laughs> saying that we can't take any of these teams lightly. The fans mm-hmm. have to be there. Mm-hmm. The tailgates still have to be on point. The energy has to be on point. You I guys up, like, you guys up there have to be on point too. I know. I'm trying not to screw up again like I did last time. I feel like I feel like the tiny games. I always liked going to the tiny games because like I feel like you can have a little bit more fun because there's less nerves. Yeah, it's pretty relaxing. Uh, this season we get we get a couple of those nice games, especially. I feel like we've been getting a lot more night games scheduled for us recently, mm-hmm. especially with next week. We play Vanderbilt at six thirty at night. Yep. Prime time, just very odd for that to happy be happy for Vanderbilt. Happy uh, for Vanderbilt. I'm actually not happy for Vanderbilt. My <laughs> sister goes there, and it's it might be an unfortunate game for them. <laughs> it's just odd because in years past, like I feel like it's really gonna help our students just continue to get engaged with games. Because my freshman year, we played LSU uh, when they had Joe Burrow, 2019. You're gonna bring tears to my terrific eyes. Terrific team, terrific, terrific team, but <laughs> it. it it brought tears to my eyes, actually. <laughs> and um, we were just hanging out, but it's like 2.30 in the afternoon, and it's just a game that should be at 7. You'll get the crowd more yes. engaged. We had college game day here that that day, I remember, because I got up at 4 a.m. to like be on college game day, and I had like a sign and everything. And I, I was on college game day, and it was very fun, and people were tweeting about my sign. So I had a good time, but I immediately had to like – run and like be ready for the game and like didn't get to tailgate or anything because like the minute college game day was done like we immediately had to turn around and like get into the stadium because the whole world was here literally including the president the whole world was here all right now talk about college game day different experiences because college game day it was in austin this weekend our plan was to wake up at three in the morning go to college game day we're like we got to get up got to get at them and just like get there get in the line but University of Texas has a really unique ticketing policy where it's first come, first serve. So all their students like camp out, get in the line really early just to get those seats. So almost no students were at college game Oh, day. that's so weird. It was really odd because we got there like 10 in the morning right when it's starting. It was on in like this small grass field and it was just not packed. The atmosphere was great. It's always great to hear from like Lee Corso and all of them about what their takes on the game are going to be. If you can hear what if you can saying. hear what they're saying, <laughs> but I feel like overall that's a terrific tradition, and it definitely gets the fans involved early in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like you, no matter like what you think about like sports projections or sports opinions, it's always just interesting to hear what other people have to say. Mm-hmm. See the fans get really riled up for it, and then it's like oh like you can go back to that in a little while and be like that prediction was wrong or like this yeah. person's been this accurate on the season or that person's been that accurate. Yeah, college game day is also just fun. Like the tradition of like you know you see the TikToks of people being like you wake up in the morning and you hear college game day on and your mom's making cinnamon rolls and you got a fall candle on like that is the is a vibe like having college game day in the morning and then getting to go to college and experience being a student there is. So my freshman year, that was the last time they've been here. Um, I do think October 8th. I, I think we're getting I that I think one. they'll be back unless uh, Texas A&M has some more um, unfortunate weekends. But I do think that unless they literally don't win another game, college game day will be here that weekend. There's so much hype and rivalry re- leading up to that game. But back on the topic of like just that family experience where you're talking mm-hmm. about like years at home watching college <laughs> game day. I'll give Texas another thing. They have something for everybody. Like, they had mm-hmm. carnival rides and stuff set up outside Fine. the stadium. You had a Ferris wheel. You had slides and stuff for kids. 
there was all sorts of different like trucks and stuff that were just serving food. You had like little bars that were just all out and around early in the morning. (laughs) Um, You could basically get whatever you want done and like there was something for everybody. Like your kid's not going to be crying at you because like he's tired and doesn't want to go to the game. Just throw him on the slide. But, um, that is nice. Like, we don't really have that here. Like, well, you just have tailgates to go to. Yeah, the kids just better be ready to watch some Alabama football <laughs> or in yeah. the history of Bear Bryant. <laughs> so, um, that was, like, kind of opposite of Texas. I like both sides of it. I felt like our fans keep it very traditional and stuff. Texas is kind of embracing a new identity with their fans. They have a lot of fans. It's, like, just massive in terms of everybody in the state takes a lot of pride in the state much like Alabama Mm -hmm. uh the only real competition for fans in that state is A&M and everybody wants to see Texas good again or at least everybody wants to see Alabama not be good (laughs) so the Alabama fans traveled well um you know with the limited allotment of tickets that we had I thought we did a good job we were really loud and uh we I think we showed good energy for what we were given Nice, nice. Well, thank you, Sam, for going all the way to Austin, long journey, and coming back and reporting to us mosaic mic'd up people. Um, But now that you have learned a little bit more about Texas, get ready for our future episodes, talking about all our other away games besides Arkansas, and a little... Hey, Arkansas might actually be happening now. Oh, just kidding. I take it back. Arkansas might be happening. We'll just have to see if I can get my parents to fund me a little bit more gas. <laughs> because me and my buddy took his uh, his truck doesn't get too great miles, miles per gallon. So 160 on gas went down the drain. But I think Arkansas, it, it might be a go. Nice, nice. You know, gas prices are going down. Knock on wood. So. In Mississippi, okay. they're really low. Oh, yeah. I, the loves in West Point, Mississippi, because I'm from Memphis, so like that's the way I drive down here is like through Tupelo, and then I go through West Point, Mississippi. The loves there, cheapest gas ever. We stay in the loves in West Point, Mississippi at Mosaic Mic'd Up. Just not so y'all sponsored, know. not sponsored. Not sponsored, but I, I, I would they pay should sponsor. I've spent a lot of money at the West Point Loves. Um, but get ready for future episodes. We're going to have lots on football. And we'll also have a few more episodes about other stories that are happening within Mosaic as well coming up. Make sure you follow us and you can always catch us on Instagram and Twitter at UA Mosaic and on Facebook as Mosaic Magazine UA. And remember to watch our stories because in those future episodes where we may be talking about football, may not be talking about football, we still might be highlighting some questions from the audience. So check up on those. And I think that's all from us today. But have a great rest of your day and roll tide. Roll tide.